All right, Creighton this weekend kicks off the 24 season, college baseball season at Coppin State. When they go to Baltimore, their head coach now beginning his 21st year as the head J-Ed Service joins us now. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, guys. Hey, I uh, so the preseason Big East poll came out before Christmas, and Creighton was fourth. And I've heard people talk about your team that saw him in the fall. I heard you speak at the exec club in Lincoln recently. Uh, I know that you would vehemently disagree that this is the fourth-place team in the Big East. You're optimistic. A lot of people are. Why are you so high on this team this year? Well, we return a lot of players. You know, a lot of these guys have played a lot of baseball for us here. I mean, at least uh, seven projected starters, you know, have started here before. So there's only going to be one or two new pieces in there. And, you know, I'm no different than any other college coach. You know, we enjoy experience. Mm-hmm. I think experience can go a long ways. And we learned a lot last year. We learned a lot of tough lessons last year. But, you know, I think this group is very well connected. I've enjoyed working with them. I think we have a nice blend of uh, older players. We've got some really interesting new players that have entered the program, some really talented freshmen that have entered the program. So it's a nice blend. And I think our upperclassmen are going to make sure that uh, the leadership component is there as well. That's more important now than ever before in college athletics. You know, in the I want to start with a guy that is has been a, just a, a solid kind of leader, I guess I would say, more at the catching position, good contact hitter too, bats for average in Hogan Heligso. remember seeing him a couple of years ago when he was just kind of starting out when you guys were playing Nebraska. Just a lot of things you kind of like about his game. So where is he kind of now as one of those main returners, especially with the success he had at the plate? Well, he's played a lot. You know, you, you don't necessarily want to play, play a freshman behind the plate at the college mm-hmm. level. And, and Hogan was ready for that coming out of high school. He was ready for that, so he played a ton as a freshman, played a lot last year, got injured a little bit toward the end of the year last year. He's healthy now. Um, and, you know, if, when you talk about defense, and we spend our share of time doing that, yeah. you have to be solid behind the plate. And Hogan can catch and throw with the best of them. And his offense is even better than we anticipated. That's really improved, and it looks like it's con- trending in that direction too. I think Hogan's going to likely hit – more in the middle of our lineup than toward the end like he did the last two years because of that trending in the right direction as far as mm-hmm. his uh, development as an offensive player. Hey, so you have, as you were alluding to, Ed, you got 22, 23-year-old guys, so it's always great to get old, stay old, and you've got guys that are, are graduate students that are on the roster. I know one of the things that you're proud of is these guys were really good in the classroom. I believe you said it's the highest GPA you've ever had since you've been involved with Creighton baseball. Yes, I mean this. Believe it or not, the first semester they had a team GPA of three point four four. That's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it what is. We're talking about you know, and and uh, there's a lot of guys. They really take their academic stuff seriously, which is important to us. And I hope there's a carryover onto the field. You know, making good decisions being a disciplined person because mm-hmm. you can't carry that kind of yeah. GPA without those kind of traits, you know. So we're hopeful that that translates into a, what we hope to be a successful season on the field. Hey, when did you make the transition? Because I know this this element called chemistry is so important to you. When did you make, when did that hit you that, man, we've got to work on chemistry with our 40-plus guys on a college baseball roster to make it work on the field? When did that point come when you were like, you know what, guys, chemistry is the biggest thing. Let's work on it and teach each other that there's something bigger than themselves that they're playing for. 
you know, I think about eight or nine years ago, mm. we had a really talented group here. We had the Lopez's coming through and Daniel Woodrow and some of these guys, you know, that played a lot of professional baseball, but something was missing. There wasn't that connect that you want within your team. Even though they were talented players, they were individual players. So, you know, after that season ended, I said, man, something's missing. I've got to do a better job in looking at this other part. You know, I think we're doing an okay job between the white lines, but I've got to go a step further. I've got to make sure this team is connected, make sure that we help these players become leaders. And uh, this year, we've, you know, hired some outside people to come in and visit with our players, spend time with them on how to deal with adversity, how to, how to stay connected, even though maybe your individual goals aren't being met. But the, the team is more important than your individual goals. And I really like where we're at right now. But the true test lies when we start playing games. Yeah. You can have all the practices in the world, and they always look pretty good. But the true test comes when we start playing, and we all know there's going to be some adversity. It, we're none, of, none of us are going to go undefeated. So how do we deal with those situations when they come? I think we're better equipped to deal with them now than maybe any other team we've had. And with what your return from an offensive standpoint and defensive standpoint, obviously the starting rotation looks a little different. Even guys that were kind of mainstays in the in the bullpen too. I think of Tommy Steyer, who I swear he'd been there like since 2015. And you know, you also think of you know guys like Paul Bergstrom, also no longer. Uh, with the team too, and replacing two starters, what is it? What's the fall from the pitching standpoint look like, and trying to maybe get an idea of what that rotation might uh, might look like here this season? Well, we have more power arms than we've ever had. You know, so Dom Conciliari, who's been a part of our program the last two years, you mm-hmm. know, he'll jump into that Friday role, and then we brought in a a, a four year transfer from Illinois Springfield Division Two school by the name of Chad Sainer, Kate Lamel, who we started as a freshman pitcher here, had a rough season last year, has kind of made some adjustments and had a really positive fall in an early part to the uh, preseason workouts here. So we're really excited about Cade getting back on on top of his game a little bit and, and, and working through some of the issues that he had last year. I really do like our bullpen. We always put a heavy emphasis on our bullpen. Mason Cook has come, you know, he got a little bit of a taste of it last year, but he's ready for a bigger role. He's going to have a huge role. we got another left-hander who was a freshman last year that did not get a chance to pitch much by the name of Shane Curtin. He's ready to take on a bigger role. Then we got Malachi Vitak, who's mm-hmm. pitched a lot for us the last two years back there. Dan Hammond, who's pitched a lot for us. I always like to have in a perfect world, and college baseball is not a perfect world, but in a perfect world you have six bullpen pieces mm-hmm. so that you, if you use three or four on a particular night, you're not drained the next game. You still have a couple pieces in place. So I, I, I like our pitching staff. We have more depth than we've ever had. We're leaving one or two pitchers home this weekend that I believe can get Division One hitters out. So I, I don't know if I've ever been able to say that before. So we have a 20-man pitching staff, and I think you know 15 or 16 of those guys are ready to go, and we're not taking 15 or 16 on the first trip. So we're in good shape. We still got to. That being said, we still got to stay healthy. Ed Service, head baseball coach at Creighton, join us. Can you describe the journey of Jack Grace at Creighton, who may have said, all right, not playing much, going to leave, but now he never leaves, and he is uh, one of the top players in the Big East. Yeah, he's a special guy. You know, and we recruited Jack, big physical man. Um, I had my question marks on whether Jack could be a defender at all, so we brought him in. Hey, you know, he's a DH guy. He'll run into some balls. He's so physical. He's going to hit his share of home runs. And 
it didn't come together for him his first couple of years. Finally got a chance. He's had to deal with issues with injuries a lot. And then he went into portal, you know, yeah. and, and we were okay with it. We wanted it. I couldn't really necessarily offer him the playing time that he wanted. He tested the waters, and, and I found out about the middle of July. I was asking one of our players who was on campus for the summer, hey, what's going on with Jack? Has he landed yet? And the player told me no. Hmm. And I told the player, I said, next time you talk to Jack, tell him he's welcome back here. Because he left in good terms. He's a very mature guy. And the next day, Jack called. And I said, let's do it, man. Come on back. We'll have you back. And I'm certainly glad he he has because he's really a special guy. Besides his baseball ability, he's just a very mature, fun guy to be around. And I think he's enjoying his last year. He is a six-year player. Never thought I'd say that, but uh, (laughs) it's fun to have him around. Well, another guy that's been a mainstay too, and I I know Ed how important doing the things on the base path matters to your offense. I know you really like to emphasize the athletic part of baseball too, and you, you got one in Nolan Sailors and what he can do on the base path. And again, if you look at how important he is when you return a lot of these starters, and just defensively, obviously, but also what he can do on the base path, how big is it to have him returning? Well, Nolan's another special player, and. I'm really looking forward to him. You mentioned it. I'm looking forward to him taking a big step on the base pass. Sometimes uh, we get these athletic young players, but they're cautious. Mm-hmm. You can't be cautious on the base pass. You have to be aggressive. You're going to run into an out now and then, and you can't be afraid of the consequences for doing that. And I think Nolan now being a junior, he's ready. We probably haven't used his speed enough the first two years, but that's a point of emphasis in the back of my mind is how do we do that? How can we put more pressure on the opposition's defense with Nolan's speed? So you're going to see a little bit more of that. I think I've encouraged Nolan to incorporate the bunt game, mm-hmm. you know, because he knows how to do it because he does have a little juice, but he, you know, he, he, he should probably bunt, you know, once or twice in a series and then use his ability on the bases. But you're right. We need to see a little bit more out of him, and I think he's ready to take that next step. Hey, you've done a really good job recruiting, and you do a really good job recruiting not only in Omaha but throughout the state. Uh, you get a guy like Connor from Gross who is re- was really good behind the plate, also contributed on the mound. What is his future like in your program as he begins his first year? Well, he's going to be a really good player. He, he, he made a smart move last summer, and he went out and played against college players. Yeah. He went out in what what we call the Major League Baseball Draft League, so he really got a chance to see, you know, velocity and some of those things to get him ready for college. He's had a little bit of an injury issue. He's healthy now, but he did miss a little bit of our work, you know, in the months of November and so on. So he's a little bit behind from that standpoint. But he's got one of the best arms I've ever seen, and we've been blessed with some really good catchers here that have big arms. And I would put Connor right at the top of that. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to use him on the mound mm-hmm. because I don't want to put too much on his plate right now. One of the things I try to do as best I can and probably aren't successful all the time is to try to make this simple because the game of baseball can be really difficult. And by giving a new player too much, I think we set him up for failure. So we're going to ease him into this a little bit. I think someday you will see him on the mound. I'm not sure when that is yet. The good news is we don't need to rush that because we have a lot, mm-hmm. enough other pitchers, but he does have a big arm. I mean, he'll throw 93 to 94 oh. off the mound, so we'd be foolish not to use that. Yeah, he's one of the best players I think they've ever had at Gross, and that's saying a lot because they've had some good baseball players come through there.
Yes. Ed, the other part, you know, speaking of kind of looking at some guys that could contribute this year, and you have smaller freshman class. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. You've been in the area for so long when it comes to recruiting, and we've seen the baseball product in high school evolve to where not only are you seeing spring baseball, you've got Legion baseball, but you're now seeing a lot of the developmental leagues where guys are getting they're getting showcased, you know, whether we're talking prospects or other opportunities. When you look at the the typical freshman now come into, as you pointed out, college baseball and how that can be overwhelming, especially right out of the jump, are you seeing players that appear to be more well adjusted based on what they're seeing in the in the summer, as opposed to maybe what you saw ten or fifteen years ago? Or is it still kind of a case by case basis? Well, I think they are a little bit more because they travel a lot more now. Yeah. The thing that used to bog down these young players was all the travel. You know, and sitting in an airport for a couple hours before you get on a flight, and you got to travel to this place, and you got to, you know, go through that whole process of getting off the plane, getting on a bus, getting to the hotel, you know, practicing the night before at a different venue. And they do a lot of that now. So that adjustment is something that is easier for them. Mm-hmm. The hardest part for them sometimes is that the workload in the classroom, the practices are probably different. Uh, there's probably a little bit more intensity in the practice. Uh, maybe a little bit more accountability in practices. Sometimes they struggle with that. But I think they are better prepared now than they were a few years ago. And, uh, you know, we got a freshman here who is from Blair. My name is Shay, Shay Wen. Yeah, yes. Holy smoke. <laughs> this, guy, this, this guy's, this guy's going to be fun to watch. And um, he's really had a really good start to his uh, college career here. But, you know, hopefully it continues as we get into these games. But he, he's a special talent. All right, now the question, we'll get you out on this, Coach, that everybody wants to know. Everybody else is starting like in Texas. You started in Louisiana. <laughs> some go to California. How are you starting in Baltimore against Coppin State? You know, I get that question asked of me probably more than how good your team is. You know, how, many, how many pitchers are you going to, you know, what you depth on your pitching staff? And I have a little bit of a theory, and you might think it's crazy, and that's okay. You're not the first one, but... <laughs> You know, if you really look at our opening schedules over the years, now last year we opened up down in Louisiana, McNeese, but the previous year we were in Portland. Mm-hmm. One year we opened up in Seattle. We used to open up a lot in Arkansas and Tennessee. And I'm trying to put our players in a position where they're going to deal with the environment and the climate mm-hmm. that is similar to what they're going to see in the month of March here in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go out to Baltimore. It's going to be 45 to 50. Well, that's what we've been practicing outside yeah. with here the last week and a half. So, and then when we come back and start playing games on March 4th and 5th, or 5th and 6th, I forget, but it's likely to be 45 to 50, at least we hope so. So I'm trying to prepare our guys as best I can for what they're going to see, because we're going to probably play, I'm guessing, 30 to 40% of our games in a similar conditions to what we're going to see out in Baltimore. So Hmm. the models will get used to it yeah, it makes that's sense one of the reasons why we do that yeah well yeah i mean it's a good it's a good another good non-con schedule outside of the big east yeah. you get coastal carolina to come here and you also get to go uh uh to stanford starting that series ed we appreciate it yeah, good luck this season that's exciting. yeah ed, good luck this season safe travels out to uh baltimore uh on the opening weekend against coppin state and we'll see you back here in person for umass lowell on the fifth and sixth thanks a lot guys i appreciate it that's ed service beginning his 21st year the head coach at uh, Creighton, preseason fourth in the uh, Big East. UConn is uh, atop. UConn-Creighton's turned into a nice little rivalry, yeah. not only in basketball, men's and women's, but uh, also in uh, baseball. But the road to getting the automatic bid, and that's where the Big East is now, they just get one, is you got to go through uh, UConn. Yep, going through stores on that. Uh, I, 
Uh, Fourth is a little low. Yeah, he said he, they're they got some young talent, but yeah. they are old. They've got they got quite a bit of twenty three year olds yes. that are on the roster, which is fine. But he's got some good young talent. When you are able to pluck a guy like Shea from Blair or, or mm-hmm. Connor from Gross, that's a good that's a good pickup in town. Those are two really good guys that should be mainstays of this program for the next couple of years. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Put a wrap on uh, this show on a uh, Tuesday. Uh, don't forget uh, if you're looking for something for Valentine's Day. You just can't come in and just take it. But I'll be over at Saul's at 72nd of May. You going to swing a deal? Oh, maybe I'll buy something. Ah, there you go. Okay. They have handguns? <laughs> Whoa. Sharp you handguns. all right? 1620 The Zone.